What's up, JFW family? Welcome back to the Channel 23 podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch the fleet, to engage and inform everyone with all things JFW. Good morning, men. Good morning. morning. Good morning, Jam. Morning. What's happening, everybody? We got uh, Jam Brother Dave, Super Dave, and a special guest, Jimmy Villagrana. What's up, Jimmy V? Buenos dias, everybody. Good morning, Jose. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome, Jimmy. I have a Thanks feeling for joining us, Jimmy. Jimmy's going to be the new host of this podcast. <laughs> I could just feel it. I could be. You could be. Yeah. yeah Muchas gracias, muchachos, por haberme invitado a este programa especial. Este, vamos a continuar con éxitos en el canal 23. All right. You know, we did pick up a listener from Mexico last week, so uh-huh. yeah. maybe they'll keep listening. There you go. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> Time for the, you think it was one of our guys on vacation? Do we have anybody down there right now? You know, somebody who was just telling me they were in Mexico. We did the week before. Uh, yeah, somebody. The we, Le, uh, Leroy in the shop. Yeah, Leroy. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yes, yeah, he West was Charter just in Mexico. Leroy. Good point. Well, guys, time for the Pledge of Allegiance. All right. Let's do it. Anybody wants to join us, join in. Oh, yep. yeah. Absolutely. I, I pledge, pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right. I haven't done that since I was like in elementary school. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah, That's what we talked about, Jimmy. They need to bring that back. Yes. Disclaimer, just as a reminder, anything you hear on this podcast (laughs) is not the opinion of JFW's. It is Jimmy V's opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Episode 37 did pretty well. We had 395 downloads. We are at 11,899 total downloads, and we have 121 followers. Nice. Yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening. Absolutely. Yep. It's time for the... And Rick for last week, for joining us last last week. Yeah. Yeah. And Rick... so I had fun with Rick. That was yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, he's what, a good dude, isn't yeah. he? Lots of knowledge. Yep. Yeah. 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 He was a great guest. What's so funny is we are completely disheveled this morning, as usual. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, we're back to our norm, right? Yeah, last week we were super prepared, so... You know, here we are putting an outline together two minutes yep. before the podcast. So. Yeah, we're making a joke about that because Rick is so prepared. Yeah. He came here... <laughs> The week prior to get us prepared. I think it was 2021. (laughs) (laughs) Jimmy's going to hold us together this morning. That's right. He's going to carry us. Jimmy, did you bring a dad joke? Because it is time for the dad joke challenge. I I had to Google some, but you guys already got most of them. We'll laugh. Don't worry. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) They're tough. Oh, you're waiting for me? (laughs) Yeah, we're going to. They're not getting easier. (laughs) Why can't you hear a psychiatrist go to the bathroom? Oh, I've read this one, but I don't remember, and we've never told it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay, because the P is silent. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. very good. That's his opening volley. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Let's just go around the table counterclockwise. Super Dave, you're next. Uh-oh. Pressure's on right off the bat. Well, I'm going to, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go back and, and do one of those survivor jokes back in time. We all have heard those survivor jokes, but this one's a little different, and I really liked it. So a plane crashes in the jungle, and every single person died. So who survived? I know this one. Yeah, because I told you before. <laughs> Just the married ones. 
Oh. If every single person died, all that's left are the married ones. That's Just, right. the married <laughs> Just the married ones. Just the married ones. Good job, brother Dave. Man, uh, I'm going home. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's summer, right? I mean, it's officially ramped up. It's summer, so it's concert season. Lots of concerts going on. So I was like, God, I'd look, see if there's any concerts out there the wife and I can go see. And, Man, I'm looking at prices, and I'm looking at prices, I'm thinking, this is outrageous. And then I found a concert for 45 cents. I could not believe it. Do you guys know who it is? <laughs> 50 cents, 50 little cents. brother. 50 cent featuring Nickelback. Hey. <laughs> Man, you're hip this morning. Man. Oh, Fitty, be proud. That's pretty good, especially since we have a musician on the podcast. Right, today. right, hey. right. Well, I had a dad joke for Jimmy this morning uh, uh, in honor of him, a Spanish joke. Okay. So oh boy. have you guys heard about the Spanish musician practicing to make things disappear? No? Yeah. So he was, he was working on a rabbit to make a rabbit disappear. And he goes, uno, dos, poof. The rabbit disappeared without a trace. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Dave, do you get it? No. Uno, dos, trace. There's no trace. Oh, no trace. <laughs> Got it. Uh, that's that, was, that was better than the joke. <laughs> Always is. Always is. So I applied for a new membership at a range. Just kidding, Brother Dave. I can't say that. <laughs> but do you know what Reese Witherspoon calls her gun collection? <laughs> oh, she she did the like, uh, what what was her Weather. that first movie that claimed to fame? Not not Pretty in Pink, but she did. Oh, Blonde. What st- say that again? What does Reese Witherspoon call her gun collection? <sighs> I don't know. Blonde ambition, or I don't know. Reese's pieces. Reese's pieces. <laughs> 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 nice. Ah, new drivers. We got Darren Johnson starting this week. Welcome, Darren. <clears throat> Welcome aboard, Darren. Yep. Glad to have you, Darren. Yep. Thanks for joining our team. Darren is uh, 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 one of our success stories. He applied a year ago, a whole year ago in July, and uh, he was a newer driver at that time, and he struggled a little bit on the drive test, so I gave him the old, hey, go get some experience and come on back, and he did. Oh, great. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yep. He's also a Freddie Powell referral, so... Oh. If you say anything like Freddie, we've we've scored. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Boom boom. So celebrations, anniversaries. Jeff Nolasco just hit one year on the twelfth, which was yesterday. Troy Holmes, one year today. Happy anniversary, guys. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Happy Holmes, right on. Yep. We have no employee birthdays this week. That makes me sad, but <laughs> Adam Aguera's wife's having a birthday, Jackie. Jackie Aguera, she had a birthday on Sunday, this past Sunday. Happy birthday, Jackie. Yeah, happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday. birthday, Jackie. Shout I like that name. <laughs> happens to be my wife's name. It does happen to be your wife's name. That is You're a good married name. to Jackie Aguera? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm married to Jackie Weldon. <laughs> I'm pulling up uh, Paco's. Then why is Jackie Aguera your wife's name? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> it's going to uh. be a long podcast. <laughs> I'm going to apologize in advance. Uh, shout outs. Wanted to read an email from Paco in regards to the uh, Bless My Block event. 
Anyway, Paco said, I wanted to thank JFW and the JFW family for the support on the Bless My Block event. I know we don't all believe the same way, but I'm sure we all agree on doing good. The event turned out great. A lot of people got a little help. There was gas and food, gift cards, and even the Salvation Army was there passing out bags of groceries. A lot of people got help for just a one-time thing, but one person that stood out was an older lady that's in a wheelchair, and she has an older son with Down syndrome, and it's very difficult for her to get out around, and we were able to connect her with Black Sheep, which is a Christian biker club, and they're going to deliver food to her house on a consistent basis. Thank you, everyone. God bless. Wow. That's great. Yeah. And I know, Jimmy, you actually uh, were part of that, so thanks for for helping out. I did contribute to that. I mean, it's not a whole lot what I did, but... um, Yeah, it was great. Yeah. I I like doing stuff like that, being part of a community, helping out somebody without uh, expecting something in return, you know? Yeah. A little bit goes a long ways, doesn't it, Jimmy? Yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, those people... people that are in need a little bit goes a long ways oh yeah yeah i've been watching these videos and i don't know if they're staged or not but uh a guy go up to somebody in a grocery store that doesn't look like they got two nickels to run together and they're like hey you know i'm trying to buy my kid socks and i'm two dollars short do you think you could help me out and they're like yeah and he'll be like really and they'll be like yeah well why well i know what it's like to need help Okay, cool. I'm going to give you a thousand bucks. Yep. Yeah, I've seen the same thing. I don't know if they're staged or not, but that's pretty Mm. cool. So, yeah, a couple of them I've seen do the like the groceries, like they follow them out and they just give them their groceries Mm. to jam, I think. Right. It's good, good stuff. Hopefully it's not staged. Yeah. TJ Leonard, Joanne's husband, he wants to give a shout out to Juan Morales in 0037. Juan's actually new around here, but uh, TJ made it a point to let Joanne know. Juan's doing a good job. He's not racing. Space in front of his rig, or he has space in front of his rig. Half the other trucks out here are tailgating and general be, generally being a-holes. So <laughs> good job, Juan. We love hearing that stuff. Thank you, Juan. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah thanks for the feedback, TJ. Appreciate yeah, good that, job, too. Juan. Yeah. yeah, TJ actually wanted, wanted a map of where all the pits and plants are because he listens to the podcast and he said that would be helpful. So I offered to send him a pit list, and I haven't heard back if that's what he's looking no. for or not. But it's a lot of info in the pit list. Yeah, <laughs> we don't we don't really have a map of all of the locations. You know, we got addresses, but right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, before we get into the discussion with Jimmy V, Dustin Romero, he mentioned that uh, we're looking for volunteers. We need two or three people to help with the event planning for the Yard Twenty Three Chuck Rodeo. That would be helping to uh, plan for food, tents, helping Veronica, stuff like that. So Mm. if anybody wants to help out, contact Dustin. Uh, He also mentioned course setup, food, kids events, truck rodeo, test givers, and graders, and miscellaneous stuff. Yeah, those guys are working hard on that jam, trying to get that put together. And it seems way early, but it's a good time to start planning. That's something you need to be... Yeah, for yeah. unlike this podcast yeah. right yeah <laughs> put together yeah, definitely minutes. don't get there that morning and go all right what, what are we gonna do <laughs> what do we need to do are we gonna have a backup section so, <laughs> yeah, who brought the cones <laughs> we need to set out a couple cones right well jimmy thanks for coming on before we jump into this too much i want to mention you are a dad 
you're a grandpa, you're a musician, specifically a drummer. Do you play anything else? No, I just no, drums. Just drums? Sing yeah. a little bit? Uh, I'll do backup vocals here backup. and there. Okay, yeah. cool. What do, you, what do you like to do in your time off? What do I like to do in my time off? Yeah. I like to spend time with my kids. Uh, now that my grandson's around, I mean, it's just a good time when I'm with him, and I like to spend as much time as I can with him. Gotcha. Um, my daughter really doesn't say, here you go, you know, you can spend a whole day with him. I like to do stuff like that, but she's like, no, she come, come over and visit. She still <laughs> kind of doesn't like trust me, I guess, like that, but sure. it's okay because, uh, I mean, it's fun. Nice. So, you know, my time off, that's basically what I do is just, you know, go home, relax. When I get to spend time with my kids, it's just great. Um, go up to the mountains, go to the movies. Nice. You know. Very cool. You told a really cool story. I know you're not as active as you are uh, in a band right now, but you told the most awesome story about how you got involved playing the drums, and I'd love for everybody to hear that. Well, the way I started out uh, playing drums was uh, I was about four years old, three, four years old, and my brother's about 20 years older than me. So at that time, he had a band, and they used to practice in my mom's house. And, of course, I just wanted to play with them drums, and my brother wouldn't let me. He'd tear them apart. He'd tear them down. And uh, so I wouldn't touch him while he was gone at work or whatever. So about a year passed, and uh, he got married. And when he got married, his, bro- his wife was like, you know, it's either the music or me. And he just decided, you know what, I'm going to stop playing music. I'm going to be happily married which I don't know if he really is, but okay. (laughs) Anyways, uh, he gave me the drum set. I put it together. Uh, My parents had a big record player, and I would put uh, records on there and just uh, listen to the music, and I'd follow it. So that's how I kind of learned how to play drums. And when I was about 10 years old, uh, my parents took me to this wedding or quinceanera, and the band that was setting up, they announced that they weren't going to play because their drummer didn't show up. So my dad, he right away, he's like, my son plays the drums. And they looked at me and they were like, he's just a little kid, man. And they were like, well, try him out. So they tried me out. They told me to play different beats. And they're like, okay, yeah, he can do it. So I played about four sets that night with that band. And about a week later, my dad received a call from some other band that were interested in me. So 1986, November of 1986 is when I started playing with the band up until recently with all this COVID stuff. That's when Mm -hmm. I kind of stopped. Wow. So cool. That's awesome. Yeah. 10 years old and being recruited into bands uh, came through. That's awesome. And then you also saying you don't play uh, using your sticks like, we'll say, the normal way. No, I I grab the sticks uh, backwards. Yeah opposite way <laughs> so you use like a broom handle yeah pretty much <laughs> <laughs> and you said it was special wood from japan or something like that yeah it's the J- uh, japan oak wow that i like that's cool man that's cool i wish i had a chance to hear you play if you ever do play again let me know maybe i'll bring the wife out yeah good stuff yeah i'll get a call every now and then from different bands and they'll uh call me up and see if i can back them up because mm-hmm. their drummer's on vacation or something and i'll say yes to it I won't play Sundays no more. That's right. just, I can't play Sundays because when I come in here Monday, that truck seems like it's three times bigger than its normal size. So. <laughs> right. 
I won't do that on Sundays anymore. Yeah, that had to be a struggle playing. Because did you play during the week, too, when you used to? It was practice. Yeah. We so practiced a couple times during the week and then play Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Wow. That's uh, when I started here at JFW. That's where I was. Right. And then I quit that band because I told them I couldn't play Sundays no more. And um, they were like, well, we're going to look for a different drummer. So couple months went by another band called me and they were like hey we only play you know a friday here saturday here you know every now and then i'm like okay so i joined them nice very cool that ought to be tough though like you said coming in on a monday morning i mean i I stayed up till midnight on the fourth of july and i thought i was gonna die here (laughs) (laughs) on tuesday (laughs) so that weekend was tough uh my kids took me to uh Chris Young's concert out in Field Dealer's Green on a uh, Saturday. Uh-huh. And Sunday, I stayed home all day. And Monday, I stayed home all day. <laughs> and I still struggled to come in on, on wow. Tuesday. I was like, man. I'm just getting older. I'm yeah, serious. That's yeah. true. That's, that's funny. Fiddlers is where 50 Cent and Nickelback are going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Nickelback? <laughs> Never heard of those guys. Uh, well, Jimmy, you are back at JFW for almost three years. I say you're back because you did leave at one point. Your original start date was in 2017. Do you know? Do you know when that was? Uh, I started April. April of 17. Yeah. Okay. And then April 4th of 2017. Okay. And then you worked until April 30th of 19, so uh-huh. just over two years. And you were only gone for about four months. I thought it was longer than that. No, I was gone about three months. Was it? Three months? Was it? 4.30, well, five, yeah, about three months, yeah, because of the end of April. And then before you came to JFW, where, where were you driving? Before I came to JFW, do you want me to take, uh, say, a list like Rick did last week? Or? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got a big list, but anyways, uh, before I even got my CDL, uh, I used to be a supervisor for a custodial company. Okay. And I did that for about six years. Okay. Um, my operations manager and I had, had a little bit of differences, and um, he would get a lot of credit of the work I was doing and the crews I would put together. And it was just uh, an issue we'd had. Uh, we had to clean a CBI building out in Grand Junction. Oh. And he was upset because I had put a crew together and he didn't want me to take that many people. When my vice president, he told me, get the crew you need to do. Go do this job one time. I don't want to send nobody back to Grand Junction to go mm. fix anything. Right. So I got this crew together. We had a, a little discussion or whatever, and I was very upset. I said some things that I, uh, I don't know if I shouldn't have said it, but that's how I felt at the moment. Really mad and <laughs> right. upset. So he was recording me, uh, and he showed it to the bigger bosses, and you know I said some terrible bad words. Huh. So I was let go from that job, and about a week later, I had a buddy, and he's like, "Go get your CDL. If you get your CDL, you know you'll have a job right here." I already talked to my boss and this and that, and I'm like, "Okay." So I went. And I got it. And I started working for a company uh, doing side dumps. I worked for them for about three months. And then I had another guy that knows another guy from Houston who said, hey, I got some flatbeds and you'll probably make more money out here. Uh, Come and check it out. So I went and I spent three months out there. And it was just not what they 
told me it was, you know, it was, they told me I was going to work Monday through Thursday and have Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off, and I was going to make more money, which in reality, I was Monday through almost Sunday. Mm. And uh, I didn't like it, so I came back. I got my job back at uh, the side dump company, and it was kind of slow, so I didn't work probably that whole month of March in um, 2017. And then Tony Chavez, who was in 0028 back then, he's a musician also. We used to play together in the same band, and he told me, hey, come and play here. They're hiring JFW. So that's how I came here. Very cool. Yeah. <clears throat> Very nice. One reason we wanted to have you on, Jimmy, is obviously you left and you came back, but... We thought you would be pretty honest about the reasons you left mm-hmm. because we're always trying to get better. We know we're not perfect. We try to be. There are ways we can improve. So we wanted to talk about what made you leave and what made you come back. But what made you leave to begin with? What made me leave was um, at that time uh, I was upset. You know, um, there was a truck that was uh, the driver had recently left. So I put my name to be in that truck. It was uh, with the sleeper. And um, before that, when I recently started, uh, basically when you wanted to sign up for a different truck, you know, it was based on seniority. So there was like maybe three occasions that I had signed up for another truck and, you know, I didn't get it. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, there was another truck and they told me, no, you didn't get it. You know, Ivan is a... one month more than you he started a month before you so he's gonna get into that truck i'm like cool okay and then when that other truck was available i signed up for it and then it was mentioned to me that you know we had to put uh, our heads together and think this one out and uh this other driver has more experience than you and that truck's for over the road Mm -hmm. and um that other driver i had three months seniority over him so that's kind of what kind of triggered me and i was upset and just a whole lot of stuff went on and other drivers that are not here anymore kind of put in my head you know that's bs you need to do something about it you know Mm -hmm. i know somebody who's hiring i know this and that so my head being upset i was a hothead at that minute and i was like you know what i'm leaving so i put my two weeks in yeah and i went somewhere else yeah, I remember. And just so everyone knows what you're talking about, before all the trucks were brand new, when a truck came up for, when a truck opened up, yeah. you know, we had to kind of show respect and, okay, who's senior? But we did change that along the way where it just was not based on seniority. We started taking other things to account, and that's how we do it now. It's seniority, attendance, production, truck cleanliness. What else, Soup? Attitude. Attitude, Attitude, yes. You know, the creed, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but that's what Jimmy's referring to. And I think you got passed up, like you said, a few times. Yeah. And then the sleeper truck was like the icing on the And when that came up, I mean, um, like, it was only based, like, before it was pretty much based just on seniority. Right. And when it was my turn, that's when, like, that changed. Right. When all that other list came through. And I really didn't understand it. But, you know, at the moment I was like, oh, I'm mad. You know, I really wanted that truck or whatnot. But, you know, it. I didn't get it. I left. And I'm back. Yep. Uh, you brought some other things up, too, when you left. You definitely were speaking your mind. And I learned a very big lesson from you, Jimmy. And 
you had told me, you know what, Jam, when I see you at the fuel aisle at night, you say hello to me, but you're also on your phone, you know? Well, and, it was not just that. I mean, um, you know, I would come in and you'd be at the fuel island. Uh, you say, hey, Jimmy, how's it going? You know, how was your day? And then I start kind of blurting out what my day was like and uh, I did this and this guy cut me off and blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden it'd be like, oh, okay, he's ignoring me. All right, so right. I'd stop there. And I know that when I left, there was probably things that I had said. There was probably things that I didn't say that were mentioned. And, you know, because rumors and stuff go around and it got back to me. And I'm like, I've never said those things, you know. Um, I know there were some drivers that stirred up some stuff, too. And they were like, hey, you can't do me like you did Jimmy and this and that. So, you know, when I came back... One of the first things that I did, you know, I shook your hand and I said, I apologize for all the shit that got stirred up, you <laughs> right. know? But, I apologize for that. And I appreciate that. But rolling back, you did teach me a, a lesson and I'm still a little guilty. You know, the afternoon, my phone does go off a lot and everybody needs something. But Super Dave's always taught me to love the one you're with. When you're with somebody, pay attention to that person. And then you kind of drove that point home. I'm not perfect at it, but I do thank you for that. You know, as far as everything else goes, yeah, you know, <clears throat> when somebody's on their way out the door, you know, maybe things get stirred up. But when you call to come back, I know Super Dave, Super Dave was pretty, pretty happy. Am I right, Sue? Yes, sir. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think there was never anything negative, Jimmy. You yeah. know, that was always the thing. And even the rumors or anything like yeah. that. And, and Jam's right. We continue to try to grow and be better. You know, you mentioned to me that same thing i say hi to you but it's always like i'm i'm busy and you know we all are in the afternoons and yeah. and again it sounds like an excuse jimmy but when yeah. you're you know especially in jam's position when you have 10 people calling you or more or the afternoons going on it's right. it's a tough thing to touch everybody and i know you realize that you yeah. you, you get that Jeff. well i i just want to say you know I, I think i got lucky twice the uh, first time coming here and then I did leave upset, and then I got lucky again. You know, I ran into Jim, and Jim asked me, hey, Jimmy, how's it going? How how you liking it over there? And I'm like, I'm not. He was like, mm, well, you're always welcome to come back. You know, you did the things the right way. You put your two weeks notice. You yeah. stayed the full two weeks. Yeah. You know, if you want to come back, you know, talk to Super Dave, talk to Jam, and uh, we'll go from there. What was going on at the other place that you didn't like? Oh, man. <laughs> I felt like at the other place, I was treated just like a, a stupid truck driver. Uh, you know? I got yelled at. Those don't exist, just so you know. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I'm being serious. Those don't exist. Yeah, because yeah, I want, I don't, like, I don't want to interrupt you, Jimmy, but, you know, Jam introduced you, and it's dad, grandpa, and musician, but also truck driver, a really good truck driver, Jimmy. Yeah. Wow. So. That's, it's, I've got it's a myself in some uh, sticky situations, or <laughs> should I say, muddy situations? But well, we all have. Right? Yeah, yeah. it's no, no. You know, Jam said it yesterday. I think he was. He was. Nobody's perfect. Or this morning. Yeah. This morning. We're yeah, none of us are perfect. That's no. the, but that's the, the, thing. the thing that you know that I've learned from here is like when I get myself in in a situation, you know, there's that saying, "Just stop." You know. Yes. Before you tear something up, a pole, a fire hydrant, or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, we're just watching. talking about that video, right? <laughs> you know, and um, just stop. And yeah, I was treated. I was yelled at uh, for. I ripped off a mud flap probably a couple of times, and I broke some uh, really nice uh, 
what do you call it? The nut covers on the wheels. Mm. Lug nut covers. Lug nut covers, yeah. Yeah, they were really nice, and I kind of broke a few of them on the scale, and I just got yelled at and just treated. I'm like, I don't need this. I'm, I'm, you know, I don't need to be yelled at this way. Right. You know, and here it's like you rip off a mud flap, you come in, you fix it, you know, and it's done. You don't get yelled at. You're, you're not treated like a stupid truck driver. Uh-huh. You know, if you do something wrong, you know, man up to it and 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 like apologize or whatever you need to do, and and that's a next day and get it done again. You know, go out there and do it again. Don't harp on it for so long. Gotcha. So leaving and then coming back, I mean, obviously you feel like that was a good decision. What are some of the things that you notice coming back? Just Ooh, when I came back, just a lot of things changed. Uh, In three months. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> little by little, just a lot of stuff, you know. I mean, ever since I started here the first time, um, when I started here, there was only like 50 trucks, mm. you know. And each year, it's just been growing, and things have been changing. When I came back, I think uh, we started the holiday pay, and then after that, you know, the PTO program, and it's just been getting better and better. Okay. <clears throat> do you have any things that you think that we really do right? The things you guys do right, yeah. I believe that you guys care, especially these two guys. You know, Jim and Dave, um, they're here from 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. They're the big bosses, and they're still here. And, I mean, I, I know they've been here for a long time. They put a lot of sweat and tears into this and a lot of uh, – thinking into what they're doing and what they want to do and if it weren't for them and you guys may think or a lot of people may think ah this guy's a kiss ass but (laughs) you know it's just the truth you know they if it weren't for them you know we wouldn't have a job uh this company wouldn't be growing as it is and getting better how do you think we've treated you since you've been back you guys have been treating me good. Uh, I know what the growth and stuff. You guys are super busy. Like I said, I, I ran into Jim one time, and I'm like, hey, is everything okay? You know, have I done something wrong? Have I said something wrong? Because, you know, I'll pass by you, and you're just really quiet looking down or something, you know. <laughs> but, you know, I, I know you guys are busy. You got 100-something employees you need to take care of. You know, it's just not me. But I did notice, you know, that he was – not like other times like hey jimmy how's it going you know <laughs> have a good day whatever you know how was your day you know but just like focused on something else yeah. but i get it you know i understand yeah i appreciate you asking that that afternoon too jimmy because there is times I, I mean we all get focused on stuff or there's stuff stuff going on or all that kind of stuff yeah. you know let life get in our way so yeah i mean but i think we've had a you being back has been wonderful. You know, I think you've grown quite a bit. We've grown and continue to grow. Yeah. You know, like all, like we continually try to be better, just like yeah. we preach all the time. So yeah, yeah, it's good, good stuff, though. I think, Jimmy. <clears throat> Do you have any current points of frustration? Is there things you think we could be doing better? Uh, I don't think I have any frustration as far as here in the company. I mean, out in the road is a different story, but. Now here, I think it's just everything's going good. I'm I'm really excited about uh, our new yard we'll be moving to. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited about everybody being under the new the roof, one roof. Um, 
I remember before I could tell like, hey, there goes so and so, and there goes so and so, and now I see like, who's that? Mm. I've never seen that guy before, you know. But then again, there's more drivers than than when I first started. So, yeah. What uh, what's going on on the road that's frustrating? Oh, uh, on the road, <laughs> uh, just people, four wheelers, people uh. that don't understand how we function, how. Uh, the biggest frustration is probably somebody just tailgating me. Mm. You know, you got this little Subaru tailgating you, and I'm like, dude, you can't see in front of me. Why are you so close to me, you know? Mm. Uh, another frustration could be... Uh, hey, I, I got to interrupt you, Jimmy, because I'm the same way. Yeah. And honestly, why does it bother you so much? And I don't mean you specifically, because yeah. it bothers me just as much. Who cares if they're on your ass? Why does that... Why are you affected by it? You to, know what I mean? To, to me, it, it affects me because traffic could stop in front of me, and this guy's going to die behind me, and I'm going to have yeah. to live with that, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. It's, it's just funny because I'm, I am 100% guilty yeah. of that. Like, why is it? I, I'm the guy now, as old as I've gotten, mm-hmm. Jimmy, and obviously I'm not driving a big truck anymore like you guys are on a daily basis, but in my pickup, I just pull over. I literally roll to the shoulder of the road, and I'll put my hand out the window and wave them by, like, yeah. go on, you MFR. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, here's the road. You know, and 90% of them, when you do that, they get in front of you, and they freak out, like, I don't know what to do. Why'd this guy get out of the way? Yeah. You know, because they're just sheep. sheep. Yeah. They're yeah. just, yeah. they're, like, stuck to you because you're the lead sheep. Yeah. You know, they don't even understand to go by. But I am just like you, Jimmy. Why does it yesterday, Why does it bother you? Yesterday, I was in a situation. So much, you know? I was in a situation yesterday where I was coming I-25 southbound. I was approaching 144th, and I'm scanning ahead. I'm looking at these cars getting on from 144th onto I-25. So I'm like, I let off the throttle because I know these guys are going to try to beat me or whatever. I let it off, and I see this um, maroon. It's a Kia Telluride. He goes in front. I flash my light so he can, you know, merge in. He doesn't merge in. I'm waving my hand. I <laughs> slow down a little bit more. He slows down too, opens his window, and flips me off. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> I'm right? trying to be nice. Right? right? Isn't that crazy? And that's an acceleration lane. Yeah. Right? They need to go on. Yeah, yeah Jimmy. Yeah, he's and, the one and that he went in. back. He went back on the on-ramp and <laughs> to get out again. So I was like, oh, man. Yeah. I think it bothers me because I don't want to worry about what's behind me, too. Yeah. You know, there's plenty of things to worry about in front. What if I hit the brakes too too hard or something happens, like Jimmy said? Like, it's just not safe, yeah. you know? And you're going to be you're gonna be the one that takes the whooping, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But I'm not I'm not as bad as you. Maybe in a few years I'll pull over. Right now, I just I can just get off the throttle. I won't brake check anybody ever. Yeah, no, 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 but just but let them go by. Yeah, if I'm doing 55 and you're tailgating me, you ain't going to put up with 50. So I just slow down, and then next thing you know, they go around you, yeah. and they're out of your life. It's funny how long it takes them to realize to go around you, though. Right. Like, they just slow down to 50, and right. they just stay there. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah, I used to tell when I drove. I mean, if, if another driver was following me and they were on tailgating me, I'd... Get right on the radio and go either come around me or get off my ass. Yep. Yep. Stingray still does that. There's Stingray. Yeah, Good. Stingray do that. Good. It makes no sense. Yeah. Hi, Jimmy. So or a 50 Cent concert. Yeah, there you go. Sounds like everything's going well then. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Who do you go to if you need some? Who would I go to? Yep. I usually go to you or Super Dave. Okay. Cool. You hear that, everybody? If you need some, come talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> or ask Jimmy. 
I mean, I know you're, I know you're friendly. I know you're welcome to help anybody or anything. You know that's I mean? uh, that's one of the things I like to do. Um, you know, when we get new drivers and they get into a truck and it's preloaded for Coors, I always throw my name out there and my number and call me. And I always like to um, give them a little bit direction. I'll send them a pin where the dairy's at, where the scale's at, how to get in and out. Like Johnson's Dairy, you have to go scale in at one place and then come around and go dump somewhere else and then go back to the scale so i usually like to help out somebody that is new and doesn't know well not new but you know anybody who hasn't done stuff like that you know uh, i'm always open for that for helping sounds like you should be a trainer uh i am he's a trainer (laughs) yeah i'm glad you brought that up you guys because that is part of our culture the veterans around here set the mood for the rookies And I do say this a lot, that the rookies immediately come in the door, and within the first hour, two hours, one day, they're looking to the veterans for, what's it like really around here? Right. And they get that impression. Within the first day, they come away saying, you know, this is a pretty cool place. Yeah. And it's how they're treated by the veterans. If somebody was to come up to Jimmy or one of the other trainers or one of the other folks because gee it looks like he knows what he's doing hey can you tell me how to get onto the fuel cloud or can you tell me you know how to write this up for the mechanics and if that veteran says sorry bud nobody ever told me (laughs) then that new guy is going to be like oh shit um not not cool place i i don't think i'm going to like it here but so we rely on folks like jimmy and um you know Dustin and Stingray and all these guys and that have been here for a long time to welcome and to educate and be that ambassador Well, like for me on the first day of training I I like to break the ice and you know and Start a good conversation with them and tell them how I started uh, Talk about the mistakes I've made um, Talk about my family they start talking about their family, you know start getting uh, a relationship going with this with this new driver so they can feel comfortable on their new day. They don't feel stressed out. They don't feel like, oh, shit, you know, this guy, I'm right here. This guy's going to, you know, they'll be scared yeah. or something, you know. But I like to open up to that. And um, except for one guy, I, it couldn't happen, Mr. <laughs> Angry Dan. But that's another story. Another day, probably. <laughs> Angry Dan, that's right. I forgot, I forgot about, about it. Him. Yeah, you know, it's it's tough when you, you get a nickname right out of the gate and your nickname is Angry Dan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Why are you mad, driver? Well, I was with him two days. And um, like I say, I like to open up and break that ice and talk about, you know, family. You know, I'm divorced. I've been divorced since 2004. And, and he was just mad because I guess his wife had left him. And two days later, he came up to Super Dave and he's like, you know what? He's like, I don't need a trainer anymore. No I can do this on my own, and I want a 13-speed. I'm like, oh, calm okay. down. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's is. the same guy that's going to go from town to town to town. and Never how, be happy. Yeah, how yeah. is the people in, in last town you were at? Yeah. yeah. They sucked. Well, that's yeah. probably what you're going to find in the next town. Yeah, and Jimmy, we, always, we talk about it too, and I love to bring it up, is the gift of being able to teach when you guys train and not one time have we interviewed anybody or spoke to anybody that they just don't rave about you guys that are training and the way you treat each other and the way you treat them and yeah it's been good and and we i happen to be able to golf this weekend and it's kind of it's just me and my buddy so you get paired with different people 
and the two people that we were paired with, father and son, but he was a retired teacher and his son was teaching mm-hmm. on summer break. And it was interesting because you, for one, I, I joked with him. I said, you know, we ought to, ought to give you guys a shout out because of putting up with the kids in today's society, you know, yes. and they're like, yeah, it's pretty tough. But as we were golfing with them, they talked a lot of shop and one's retired, one's on summer break. And you just got the feeling that they cared and they enjoyed about teaching. They talked about the new coach coming into the high school. They talked about a couple of the other teachers. They talked about the curriculum. And you're like, ah, oh, that, that makes you feel good that, you know, we got a couple of teachers here, even when one's retired, that, that care. And, that, and we need so much of that for our kids. But same thing, just like you mentioned, Jimmy, you, you know, you share your background and the mistakes you made. And that just gives somebody a, a leg up on, on what they can do and what they can achieve here. So, yeah, yeah definitely. Good. Good. Rolling back to the following too close because I love talking about that. <clears throat> but yesterday I got a couple videos, uh, and our driver was just kind of like you mentioned the word sheep, and he he wasn't distracted, but maybe was thinking about something else because in the two videos you see Men- him mentally distracted, not yeah. not distracted at a phone or radio or anything yep. going off. Exactly. Just kind of daydreaming. Yeah, so just drove his truck until you can't get any closer. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then just going to hang out there until the camera tells you, hey, you're following too close, and then backs off. Yeah. That happened twice. So maybe with the four-wheelers, it's a little more common where they're going to drive because you know they like to drive in packs. Right, I'm gonna get as close as I can to the pack leader and just sit here. Yeah, uh. <clears throat> makes you wonder why can't those cameras be in every car made? Right. Well, I'm sure they can be, and they will be one day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know whether it's true. Maybe Surge can help us out. But I heard to even get insurance in Russia, you have you're required to have a camera in your car. Wow. Really. Yeah, I've heard true. that they have more dash cams than any other country. Yeah. Everybody's think, got. I don't one. think that'll ever happen in Mexico. <laughs> 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 the way they drive down there, no. Huh. Yeah, I just wonder if uh, there'd be some law in the U.S. that that's you know you're invading my privacy. We could do it as a private company, but yeah. can you know manufacturers or insurance companies mandate that? Yeah. You know the the but, insurance companies they have that thing now where. It tells you if you're using your phone or not. So like, oh yeah, yeah, you could sign up, and if you're not using your phone, you get a 10 percent discount, yeah. right? I'm a little skeptical of that though, because if you have an accident and it shows that you were using the phone at the time, right? You know, does the insurance company be like, oh yeah, by the way, you're, you're canceled? Yeah, <laughs> or, we're, or not, so you're, you're not, we're not we're not insuring you. Yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. just to elaborate yeah. a little more on on my comment, I really wasn't clear at all, but. Not necessarily the camera, but at least the device to say you're following too close. Right. I think that's the approach so, for the autonomous car, Dave. Well, totally, yeah. yeah. I mean, we right. would never have an accident if everybody had that gap. Right. Right? Yeah, I guess you with know? the adaptive cruise control, the technology is already there to yeah. do that, Dave. You know, yeah, instead I mean, of just I, yeah. backing you off, it could tell you, hey, you know, I'm, I'm just, I think that accident mitigation is probably one of the best best things ever yeah you know i'm just i haven't felt it in in our vehicles yet you know what i mean but that's gotta that's gotta be i, I just love that feature right. you know right so. yeah like we talked about with rick every piece of technology has made us a little better a little safer you know a little further down that road you know the advent of 
uh, you know, the automatic slack adjusters, the anti-lock brakes, the disc brakes, you know, yada, yada, yada. I was just talking with our trailer manufacturer yesterday, and he was out visiting another manufacturer uh, back in Kentucky. Uh, they build all the Ravens trailers, and we've got some issues with some cracking, and it's it's cracking on a suspension that we've ran for 20 years, and we've never had a problem with it. He came out and kind of addressed it here about 30 days ago, we thought we had it figured out, and what he explained to me last night, this manufacturer brought to his attention, they've got cracking on every one of their trailers that has Bendix disc brakes. Wow. Right? And it's the same exact suspension that has had drum brakes for 50 years. Wow. Well, the disc brakes actually pinch and grab so hard, they figured out it's trying to roll those hangers. Wow. And, and they're gonna them. and they're gonna have wow. to beef beef up the what the hangers attached to because it is literally trying to grab that whole axle and, and roll it. it. Just twist it right under. Wow. Ooh. And he was like, it was an aha moment for me, Brother Dave. And I'm like, damn Cliff, you telling it to me, it's an aha moment for me. Right. You know, and he goes, That those disc brakes are amazing. absolutely amazing and they haven't seen it with the other manufacturers yet it's solely with the one and i don't even want to mention it again now but anyway because they think the other brands don't work as well Mm -hmm. so and it's you know let me rephrase that it's not that they don't work as well they don't grab instantly like the one got it like bendix breaks yeah is that what you mean Thanks for not mentioning it again, Dave. <laughs> They're yeah, better better than drums, no matter what. No matter what manufacturer, better than drums. Absolutely, yeah. yeah the discs yeah. are better, but yeah. the and way then that there's either a, there's even a leader in the in the disc brake. Absolutely, yeah. yeah the, he's he said it never occurred to him, but the way they grab, it's instant. And you think about the the old drum brakes, that shoe just pushes out. It's just a wedge, right? right. This is a clamp. I mean, those discs, they are clamped on, man. So, yeah. Well, Bendix made drum systems, too. They've been around forever. Yeah. 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 Le- leader, I would think they'd be leader in air valves, brakes, all yeah. sorts of stuff. Yeah, they, Bendix they are... is the one who makes the wingman, the accident mitigation, yeah. all of that. So mm-hmm. they're supplying yeah. leading manufacturers' parts. So, yeah. Very yeah, cool. great, great system. Jimmy their was... system isn't failing. It's what their system is attached to. Right. Yeah. Right? Because their system is so good. Ah. What do you think of uh, your Freightliner? Do you like that? Uh, <laughs> I was hoping I was never going to get into a Freightliner. Because, <laughs> I mean, I got to drive the older Freightliners that were here. And I just didn't like them. Uh, when I got into this Freightliner, you know, there's a lot more space. It, it drives really good. And, I mean, I'm, I'm good with it. I'm good. It's not my preferred one, but... I'm good with it. But why not? Because of looks or... Uh, I mean, you just said it drives nice. It, it's probably the most... It's the roomiest cab. I mean, yeah. The, at, at first, you know, when I got in it, I felt like I was driving on on the left lane when I was on the right lane. <laughs> yeah. But, you Thought know... You in it, a motorhome? Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm good with it. I, it's a little ugly truck, but, you know... <laughs> <laughs> it does what it has to do, and it gets me the Could same amount. Could you just speak your mind? <laughs> <laughs> it's a little ugly truck. <laughs> I think the new model Cascadias are pretty good looking. 
I think they're futuristic, Dave. Yeah, I, I yeah. like that look. I know the the last time I drove, I couldn't keep the right side of the trailer off the line. Right. I mean, I, it was just like, oh my! I look over and there's where the trailer's sitting on the line. There's where the trailer's sitting. I'm like, I got to be the other way yeah. to drive this. Yeah, it, it's a weird I'm feeling. I'm the opposite way. I I just felt like I was on the left lane there. <laughs> uh, that's funny. They are wide. Yeah. Have you uh, taken it through the silos at at? Uh, uh, Arcosa? Oh, yes, oh, I have. Oh, man. Yes, I have. I have to really slow down. I have to, like, get out and look. Am I yep. going to hit that? Am I going to hit that? No. Yeah. <laughs> That's the key. Jimmy, we're going to move on to some more JFW business, but please chime in. We want to hear more from you. Okay. Okay. Uh, Absolutely. <clears throat> Dale and Dispatch wants to bring up start times. If everybody can please be out of the yard on time, especially this time of the year, it's super helpful. Every load counts, every rock counts, every grain of sand counts. So when you guys are starting late, it just puts us behind right from the jump. And I read that jam, and I know we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, you know, that we ask everybody here be here at 5. You know, our start time is at 5. We don't ding anybody till 6, so you have an hour to get here. And I mentioned on the one podcast about Danielle, my oldest daughter there, having that culture yeah. that her start time is 7, and they're at they're at you know six fifty three or six fifty seven. They're there before that. Right. I, I think what we're talking about and Dale's talking about at this time of year is our culture is to start at five. Right. You know, and and that's where we can use the help or before. Yeah. You know, run up and grab that extra load. Um, I know we we need to finish talking to dispatch today, but even Brandon Brandon mentioned that two of their yards on the asphalt side are open 24 hours a day now. Maybe we can even grab an early load into to one of the plants there out of Fry's to help out also. Nice. So a lot of different stuff this time of year because you get all the daylight we need. It's nice out. You know, projects are, are getting done. So I think that that whole comment is this is our culture. Let's be a little earlier than be at 6 o'clock. Right. I like yeah. that. You know, the kicker, too, I was just chatting with Linda this morning because we had a driver that overslept, and Dale woke him up when he called at, I think it was 520. But uh, I said, you know, I think I have the biggest adrenaline rush of any time when you wake up that late. Right. And you're like, oh, my God. And you just, you start messing up because you're trying to grab stuff and move so fast and everything. And then it affects the whole rest of your day. And Linda commented, you know, I feel behind the yeah. whole day when yeah, I Yeah, you're when always late like the rest that. of the day. Yeah. yeah. It can be noon and you're still late. Yeah. Right. And, and so that start time is so important because everybody lines up at the pit. You get a jump in that line. And I used to love it when, and I was never first in line. I'm not a real, <laughs> you know, morning dude. But when I did get there... It was great. I'd be coming back for round two, and there'd still be people just leaving the pit. <laughs> right. I love that. Yeah. 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 I've been first up at Borrell before, but I've never been first at Fry. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that. that's like an overnight camping yeah. trip. Yeah. People sleep up there <laughs> sleep to be first. We got some guys here that are first. Yeah. Yeah. I know. The last time we drove, me and Dave drove quite a bit was we were running out of out of Borrell there. And I know Russ was an early bird. And a couple of times, if you beat Russ or you were right behind Russ and they were really busy, you could get your first load delivered and be back. And there was still the same line of trucks, right. you know, yep. sitting there. And you're like, oh, that sucked. But, man, it was good to be that first round, right? Yeah. 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 Better to Somebody's be got to do it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Don't don't forget that one extra load a day is ten or thirteen grand a year. Yeah. Who doesn't yeah. want that? Exactly, Jim. Yeah. yeah. And and a little bit of traffic. I mean it's it's a fast round. Yep. You know, it's a good <clears throat> I was talking to a, a driver. He actually, I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast before, but I'll tell it again if I did. Driver approached me and said, hey, Jam, uh, I really love it here. I'm just having trouble making enough money. You know, so I'm like, okay, well, let me do a little research and look at your times and see what you're doing. <clears throat> Later that day to come find out, he has a second job after work here to, to make up. You know, mm. he's a little bit behind. And, you know, I just started looking at, at his day and I just explained a few things to him. Like, how would you like to not have that second job? You know, if you just go get that first load in the morning, you know, and maybe you catch that last load at night, you can be home with your family way before you are right now. And right. I think that's been working out for him. I'll have to check back in, but go get that early load. Yeah, absolutely. And go get that last one too. There's two loads. That's 26 grand a year. Yeah, and that, yeah, exactly, Jim. You know that I mean? ten That's, to thirteen thousand that yeah. you, I was just going to capitalize on that when we did the three percent at January one <clears throat> increase for everyone. You know that was minimum seven grand. So you couple that with your ten to thirteen. That's a twenty thousand dollar a year right. increase. Yeah, two loads a day yeah. is the difference between a seventy five thousand dollar guy and a hundred thousand yeah. dollar guy. We got hundred thousand dollar guys here, by the way. Absolutely, just go get it. Yeah. Yep, Jim, what's that, going on? That, that do everything. They do it all. Yeah, not yeah, they're one not place, hard not wired. one location. Yeah. Yeah. They don't yeah. just run central. Yeah, I just have to emphasize that. Yeah, good point, Dave. Yeah. What do you guys want to talk about? What's going on at uh, Yard 23? Yeah, I just wanted to bring it up since we're having the podcast today. We nope. went by... Huh? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new movie. Sore subject for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, the oh, sore subject is uh, the all the electrical boxes and the meter stand all got put in this week. And we were supposed to have an inspection yesterday, and the city inspectors didn't show up. So I think that's the reason Dave's a little little upset. Oh, um, but good news is, yeah, the the sets there for the meter. Um, Dave's talked to uh, XL in the minute the meter set. We'll have power in there. You know, Scooby put They're some energize us. Yeah, going to energize us off the pole, not not just hook us up. Energize us, right? Yeah. Energize us. <laughs> we'll be able to do so many more activities. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> got got to have some power. <laughs> and uh, Scooby and stuff's got some furniture set up in the in the office and the scale house there. The doors finished uh, to go into the shop. We've got it set up to have the. There's a high spot in the floor and the concrete. We're going to have that. Uh, ground down in the next week and stuff Sweet. and you know powers powers the big thing right um we're working uh, we're back to working on a, a fuel tank we've got a got our hands on a twelve thousand gallon fuel tank which will be bigger than you know two thousand gallons bigger than the one here nice um so yeah it's uh it's it's really coming together it's it seems like a slow process but i just wanted to keep everybody up to date we got uh, uh john borquez and uh Pat and Scooby, they're moving blocks this week. We'll probably be moving blocks for the next two weeks. But, yeah, we're, we're knocking the blocks out, getting those moved over there. So yeah. Nice to finally get a dent in that. I mean, it's been – there's almost been some anxiety, like, oh, my gosh. we <laughs> got to move. We, yeah. we got to move. Right, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, 
almost. We gotta move. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you're on edge, Dave. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Your what do you weigh? <laughs> Put is another block on. Which route are you going? Yeah, JB accused me of micromanaging this morning. I'm like, yep. If you can save two minutes, go that route. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. What do you mean you only got 17 blocks? Can you fit 18? Yeah. <laughs> why why, are, you, we, why are, are we hauling 86,000? We have an overweight permit on. Put two more blocks on. Right. Need to. Need to get it done. So, yeah, we're just clicking along. The funny and, thing, too, though. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt right. you, but uh, we brought the loader over there on Saturday, you know. So I jumped in the pickup with Pat, and we kind of trolled around and drove around. Pat's like, yep, that's where we're going to set the blocks. And I'm like, you're going to fit 900 blocks <laughs> right there? No way. It's crazy when you say that, too, Dave, because yeah. I'm like, all of a sudden I started doing math. I'm like, okay, four, 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 four. That's only 12. There's only... Each pile is 12 blocks. We need 900 blocks stored <laughs> over there. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy how you can accumulate 900 blocks too right? without, without even knowing it. Right? Yeah. yeah, when you when we made the bends and stuff over right. there, Jam, and you Nobody have to tear counting. them down. Yeah, it's just like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, good. So good stuff, you guys. And uh, I think we'll probably, you know, the move-in date will probably be, I don't know, mid Middle August, maybe I think we're okay. We're, we're shooting for because we we still need to be out of there. You know, we've uh, Fiori bought our old piece there, and they're planning to start moving some material in there. Um, so yeah, when's the actual deadline to be out? Well, the deadline should be August like first. It, okay, it really should be that. And gotcha. and uh, Mike Fiori and, and and you know Fiori and Sons, they've been gracious about working with us and stuff. They <laughs> yeah. they get it. Right. You know, they're they're not in a a hurry but i think the the main thing we've ran into and we maybe we've talked about it on the podcast but we haven't been able we need to move some dirt over there and uh, uh do some pile relocations but our loaders are kind of tied up uh, moving the blocks we need to get that done we haven't been able to find a rental loader anywhere i mean wow. there is just there is no extra loaders in this town um we looked at buying another loader possibly and we found a couple used ones at, at Wagner at Caterpillar. They took all their used loaders for sale and put it back in their rental fleet. Oh, wow. Because they were so short. So Every, they, everyone we looked at that I called on yeah. was like, oh, no, we put that back in rental. Oh, no, yeah. we put that back in rental. Oh, no, we put that back in rental. So they're that short equipment that they're not even trying to sell their stuff. They're just putting it back in rental. Yeah. It's huh. crazy. That's how crazy it is. And then our loader, we had a brake problem on it, and it broke. Mike had to try to find parts. I was running the backhoe and blew a hydraulic cylinder, um, so we got parts for that. Mike got all that, you know. Mike, you know, he's got enough stuff going on with yeah. the trucks, and then I go break shit for him. So he was not very happy oh, yeah. <laughs> on the equipment side. So just you know, the the same stuff that goes on on the truck side too. You know, equipment problems, and we've got a lead on a on a big rental loader, um, but they have it in the shop for the next two weeks, and it's a. God, what was it, like a WA500, Dave, uh, eight-yard bucket, so we'll oh, be able wow. to knock some stuff out when we when we get to it. But, mm. yeah, just wanted to go over it, and like Jimmy said, excited to be under one roof and and wanted to keep everybody up on the progress that's going on. Yeah, WA500 is so, pretty close to a, a 980, I'm pretty sure, because they used to use those up at Hall Irwin. Yeah, eight, th- eight-yard bucket, bucket, Dave. Yeah. 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 yeah, so that's pretty much that's, double our 950. Our yeah, 950 is a, a four, there. four and a half if you if you cram it. Yeah. Full. So, so I literally just got a text as we're talking about it. We passed inspection. 
nice. on the on the Ooh. meter. So there will be a meter release sent to XL at the end of the day today. Nice. But the electrician wants me to call him, so I hope it's not bad news. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Good. So we'll have fuel there day one, you think? No. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> be a, I'm being more positive. Don't let him. Sh- don't let him. Don't let him tease you. Fuel the first day. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it might be an extension cord ran across the yard, but we'll. we'll <laughs> yes, we'll have fuel there day one. Just swing by Shoko. <laughs> <laughs> I feel a little bit of underpromising over delivery here. No. <laughs> uh, that glass funny. is half full. Yes. Okay. <laughs> we'll be running. That's amazing. You know, if we could control it, we would. Right. You know what I mean? There's yeah. just Too many these items. Parts. Because they're not yeah. something you use on a daily basis or can get on a daily basis. It's just it's out of our control, and it is extremely frustrating. What would extremely we have done if we closed in the wintertime and we had no power so you couldn't heat the scale house with the plumbing and the, the you know, toilet and all that stuff in there? Yeah, it would, it be, it, it would have been. Yeah, there, there had to be a month there when they finally shut off power. Dave, that was a little iffy, and we were surprised things weren't yeah, froze. Yeah, they closed That's it in true, February. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we were, we were like Well, they did in. bring in a generator, remember? Because Darren was trying to run the scale house with a generator. I yeah, Gary yeah. I didn't know that. if that was running heat, though. You know, enough heat just to run the generator. Yeah. But yeah, or generator run the heat. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, Dave, you're, you're right. The whole... It would have sucked. Yeah, taking that plant down was yeah. done The thing is, we still wrong. have... <laughs> even when they trip the trigger and we have electricity... We still have to go in and redo all the electrical in the shop because we knocked out one wall between two buildings. We knocked out a wall in the side of the building and put in a door. And we knocked out another hole in a wall and put in a man door. And we had to move all the electrical that was in the way. There was a gas furnace hanging from the ceiling. We have no gas in there. I mean, we do, but it it's all just open and exposed. I mean, we need to button all of that back up, put outlets back in, run conduit. I mean, there is a lot to be done. So, yeah. Yeah, it's not as easy as going, hey, we got power, let's move. Right. Because yeah. we got nothing for a shop. I mean, we don't even know what lights work in the shop. Right. We haven't been in there with power yet. When we bought it, it had no power. Right. Got to make a, change those to LEDs right away. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah, yeah. The old fluorescence. They gotta. They really gotta go. Yeah. You know? And I heard you say fuel in the first thirty days. So. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. That is something, uh, though. If you're um, thinking about fluorescent or LEDs, Jim. I mean, I'm really because we switched everything here yeah. a year ago. Big difference. Big difference. Oh, I mean, man. it is awesome. not only the light, but it, it. You know, people always tell you when they come in, "Oh, that's an energy savings. That's an energy savings." We literally save three to five hundred dollars a month on our electric bill wow. with the LEDs. Wow! It was it was a shocker. So just to go over there, if we have to do work, we might as well put the LEDs in yeah. for the lighting. But yeah, anybody that's thinking about that for your home, it it's truly a savings. Yeah. I'm so bad, Jim. I've got LEDs in my garage. I you know, redid the, took the fluorescence. Yeah, out. that's what I did, Dave. <laughs> I was out there the other morning and uh, I, I was just doing something out in the backyard. I knew I was going to be going back in the garage and I thought to myself, oh, those are LEDs. They're cheap. I, mean, I don't need to turn it off. <laughs> just left them on. <laughs> leave them on. Uh, oh, that's funny. Speaking of progress, any word on uh, new truck deliveries? Yeah, dun, dun, dun. yeah. I kind of <laughs> wanted to keep you up to date on that too. So we have nope. three more done uh, the next two weeks, right, Dave? 
next two to three? Well, there's one being done right now. No, right it's, now. it's literally, it's waiting to be, to be cleared. It's built, waiting to be cleared for delivery. We could, as soon as I hear, like I might hear today, we could either go pick it up or what we're waiting on is there are eight trucks that are, have a firm date of being built the end of the month between the 26th and 29th. So that'll make a total of nine trucks, the one that's there now, plus eight more, plus the two we have, and then there's four more scheduled to be built August 22nd. So what we're kind of entertaining doing, because there will be such a large group, it's just so much more efficient to, because of flight costs and trucking and fuel costs, it's much cheaper if they deck the trucks mm -hmm. so we can bring three back at a time. So we're... we're kind of rolling the dice two more weeks isn't going to make us or break us or actually a week and a half here right if they have you know if they can complete those eight we can deck them you know because that would be nine trucks the one we have plus the eight three deck three trucks we just have three flights bring back three bring back three bring back three right that we're only paying for fuel for one truck instead of three flights for one or flights for three trucks instead of nine who on who on decks them we do do we yeah. Well, it depends. Truck. MHC, we've done it here before, mm. but MHC will do it also. <laughs> it was kind of funny because, you know, all of that at the factory, the factory doesn't do that. They hire that. Every manufacturer uses active truck. Uh, I don't know what it's called. Truck delivery, active. What is truck it, services, active something like services? that. Yeah. Anyway, like that, yeah. so they specialize in, they actually have facilities near every major plant, be it Kenworth, Peterbilt, Freightliner, wherever. That's what they've become, right, is they deliver new trucks. Well, they deck the trucks, right? So yesterday when I was dealing with Rick, who was on last week from MHC, I said, hey, you know, what about we just deck the next two, three trucks, we bring back three at a time. And he's like, well, let me reach out. I got to see what they do. Active, those are actives. They're, they're called blocks, right, that the front axle sits on and then it's locked in the kingpin. Mm -hmm. And uh, Rick's like, they don't loan those out. They, don't, they won't let us have them. And I'm like, I didn't ask to have them. We have our own. Let me know what they need and we'll ship our shit out there. Screw active. Right. <laughs> I put that in a text. And Rick, if you're listening, it probably didn't read the way I meant it. <laughs> but screw active. We have our own blocks, man. We're self-sufficient. So anyway, yeah, Rick's such a rock star. I mean, where there's a will, there's a way. And that guy has a will. Right. And he'll make a way. He'll create So way. yeah, I mean, if we need to swap out the, the blocks, the whatever, you know what I mean? So we'll get creative and get it figured out. Those are the things that are in our control. Right. And we can always figure that stuff out. Sure. The things that are out of our control, that's, that is frustrating. But, mm -hmm. but interesting about the trucks, too, just as a little side note, is we picked the first one up and everybody got in trouble because the truck, since we drove it and we had it insured, fully insured and everything else, but since we didn't pay for the truck, it wasn't our truck and we weren't supposed to pick it up and we got away with it the one time. So Well, now, when you say got away with it, we didn't even know. Yeah, we Yeah. We were told it, we got away with it is what we were told is you got right, away with it. Right, but after the fact because yeah, we didn't know. Yeah. I mean, not, yeah. We didn't do just, it secretly. Yeah, just to be clear, we didn't try pulling something yeah. over on someone that we didn't even know was a problem. <laughs> you didn't cancel the funding after you took the truck, right? Well, it turns out it was a problem because we took the truck and it wasn't funded. Right, right. <laughs> right. So, yeah, instead of the truck getting here, we getting it prepped, they getting it prepped, everything done to it and then paying for it. It's usually how it works. We have to pay for them before we even have them now. 
before they're even in the yard. Huh. You know, just, just the way society is. Can't Even though they're fully insured, no, right. nobody owns them. So, yeah, l- another little step in the process. Huh. And that's just the uh, Kenworth. What about the peats? Any word on the long-nosed peats? I haven't checked. I don't know where we're at on those. I know we went from 15 of them to 10 of them. And I know we're we're still locked on for five, and they said last quarter. So gotcha. Could be October. Could be December thirty first or January. Hell, yeah. yeah could or, be March. Yeah. I know a guy that might be waiting for one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait till March for my birthday. <laughs> okay, that'll be good. Birthday truck, right? There you go. Yeah. Uh, right. Another thing we got going on. I sent out a bamboo announcement the other day. We are currently looking for more bulk drivers. Those are the. The pneumatic tankers, you'd be working with Rob White, who's an awesome guy. The pneumatic tanker division, all those guys, they're kind of, you know, they're JFW, but they're they're kind of in a niche position, and they're very, right. they got their own click going, and they really get it done. It's a super important position at JFW, and, yeah, without those guys, we, we'd be in a lot of trouble. Yeah, so. being late and, and missing is a, that's a rough division to be in. Yeah. You, you just... We almost can't have it. It's not an option. Yeah. It's not you like know? there's 90 other end dumps to right. go do yeah. that job. Exactly. Backing it up, right? Yeah, yep. it's, right? Yeah. It's very yeah. time time sensitive. So Yeah, I mean, when you can only get two loads a day out of Laramie or yep. Pueblo or wherever the case may be yep. that we're grabbing stuff out of. So. Yep. Right, right now, depending on where you're going, it is a lot of wind chill time, either Laramie twice, Pueblo twice, yeah. or some more local stuff, you know. Yeah, Wheatland, Wyoming. Yep. Um, yeah, ultimately, Rob wants somebody that'll be able to unload as well instead of just shuttling. But, right. You know, just throw your name in the hat here. We could use the help, and uh, it does pay a little bit more percentage-wise. And some guys do better in the tanker division than the end-up division. Yeah, so. yeah, sure. Sure, and the reason to, we're throwing it out, their too, own. is there's, there's 90 end-up drivers. Right. You know, and we're, we're just looking for a couple more bulkers, so maybe everybody didn't get the word. If you're an end-up driver and like to try it, like to see it, just... Yep. Get a hold of Jam, get a hold of Rob, get a hold of Dispatch. Just let us know, you guys. Yep. I've done that job before. I used to drive to Craig, Colorado once a day, come back and unload over there in uh, Henderson. It's a different gig. You know, it's uh, the end-dump gig is got to get that next load, got to get that next load. This gig, you're going to get a load. I mean, if you're not shuttling, you're unloading, you're going to actually be in one spot for 40 minutes, you know, watching yeah. gauges and getting out of the truck and stretching your legs a little more, you know, so... It's a good gig. Yep. Yeah. So we could use some help if you if you need to if you need to do something different. Let us know. Yep. If you want to become more valuable, let us know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The most valuable person here can do everything, right? That's right. Yep. Absolutely. <clears throat> What's going on with the Gap Project, guys? Yeah. Somebody asked me the other day, um, and we just happened to be over at at Brandon uh, discussing their their dispatch system that they're using, a new one they're looking at. And anyway, the GAP project was brought up, and everybody knows we hauled, for, hauled on it for the last, I know, two summers really heavy. The, the uh, first summer, maybe not so much. But anyway, it was mentioned that they're hauling the last 17,000 tons of, of asphalt down there, doing the last paving, and they're, they're struggling because they're having to do it at night. They're trying to get belly dumps because of their uh, shuttle buggy they have feeding into the paver. But then they're on time restrictions, 
So they're hauling the asphalt all the way from up here to down there, but only have like six hours that they can do it. Yeah, and that then, was kind of weird, wasn't it? Right, like they can't it must work be past the highway or something. Yeah, or? the highway shut down and the yeah. highway open up. So anyway, it's just a struggle for them right now. But that's the last little bit they got done, and yeah, and they'll, they'll be done. They'll be celebrating. So whoever asked about the Gap project, that's that's what we know about it, and I know it made that corridor down to the springs a heck of a lot better than what it used to be. You know, I haven't been down there yet. I haven't been down yeah, there since it was in the middle of construction, and yeah. then it was pretty yeah. messed up. Have you been to the springs, Jimmy? Is it? I have. It's it's pretty nice now to get down there. Before it was just like zigzagging, and the lanes would get narrow, and just it'd be scary to be next to another truck on the same lanes there. So right, yeah, right. it's nice now. Yeah, Maybe I try something. not to go south of I seventy. It's my. <laughs> <laughs> it's your line. That's my line. I could do some when I go to pick a business or a restaurant, or it's all right. Where's yeah. this one at? You know, it's, I, I don't want to get off subject here, but I'm gonna. So this is what we do. You're just talking about the widening, and it popped in my mind. God, it'd be so nice if they continue the widening up north. Yeah. Mm. You know where it stops there at 66. You're just like, Psst. well, I mean, you have those couple areas right yeah. through there, and it's right. it just doesn't make sense. So then I was thinking because I was just talking to that buddy of mine last night from Texas about the Bucky's gas station that they're going to put in. Oh yeah, Bucky's. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I, and. I called it a truck stop, and he's like, trucks aren't allowed there. Oh, wow. And I'm like, what do you mean? I thought it was the Bucky's truck stop. He goes, no, they don't allow trucks. So I got to dig into that. He said all of those in Texas are only for cars. Wow. What? I'm right? Gonna, and I, I thought it was Bucky's truck stop. I did, too. And he went in and, I, you know. I thought I read an article where they're going to have, like, 60 fueling stations for trucks there. Right? I thought for they cars. had. For cars. I thought they had the... I, 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 he clarified, so I'm, wow. I'm uh, yeah, we Jam's to, looking it up right, right? now. Yeah, we got to wow. dig into this. Right? <laughs> yeah. This is I hot information. The, You're getting it right off the presses. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I thought that fueling, including gas and diesel, they had the most world record for the most continuous pumps. Yes. So mm-hmm. so there, that trailer place that he owned, when he owned Vantage Trailers, they built... It's now the second largest Bucky's, but it was right behind their place there in Katy, Texas. Mm. And he said they literally had to build their own off-ramps a year mm. and a half after they opened because they kept clogging the freeway because the cars would stack up to get off. Bucky's is actually a destination because you can shop yep. there, you do everything. So the wives want to go there and, and all of that stuff. But mm. anyway, he said the, the tankers, they go through a load of gasoline an hour. Oh, wow. Well, here it is. It's no secret. Bucky's does not allow semis at most of its 34 locations. Signs at every entrance state in big, bold letters, no 18-wheelers. Wow. So I don't know what most means. And we're talking about Bucky's, B-U-C-E-E apostrophe S. Yep, yep. That's the Bucky's, yeah. But he said everything about him is amazing. Yeah, I mean, their, everything there. Their barbecue, I watched an interview with the owner, yeah. Dave. Their barbecue, they went and got an award-winning chef really? that is the same barbecue chef that teaches every one of their locations how to how to barbecue, how to smoke. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. He said they're... And they, when they start their, their employees off, everything is supposed to be world-class. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They must have a good culture there. The Chick-fil-A of automotive... <laughs> Tourist stop, right? Yeah, now. right. <laughs> For gas. Yeah. yeah. Can't say truck stops, yeah. huh? I guess yeah. if we're going to say. Yeah, so I'm interested that, yeah, to know no, whether no, the one up north is going to be a truck stop. Auto just, stop. 
I just assumed, right? You know what happens when you do that? Ooh, yeah. Are they going to have charging yeah. stations? Yeah. Hey, you want to know something <laughs> else that's weird? You guys all know I was just up in Oregon for that triathlon my wife did this weekend. You can't pump your own gas up there? Right. I've heard that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that it's the weirdest two, thing. Two states in the nation, Oregon and New Jersey. Well, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. I pulled into it. And you know me. I'm like... So why can't you pump your own gas here, man? <laughs> I don't know, bro. I just moved here from Hawaii. It's just my job. Uh. <laughs> All right, thanks, bro. <laughs> if you pull off with the with serve the pump serve. in your tank, you know, with a pump handle in your yeah. tank at a full serve place, something wrong. Um. I mean, I could see that. That's the only reason, like liability. I guess. Yeah, that's. I a, thought it's super dangerous pumping gas, something. but. Uh, I remember growing up in Queens, that was a job. You know, I never did that job, but you they had gas attendants everywhere yeah. you went. Well, I thought I mean, here, back in the day, you like had in the, the 70s. full-service full site, right? right? Yeah. 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 Uh, when a I lot of housewives little, would pull in there. Yeah, yeah when I was little, right? pretty much all the gas t- I mean, it, the self-service came along when I was right. like 10 or something. Right. Before that, it was full-service. You, you know, the dude was almost, in, I mean, they were in uniforms. and they yeah. Get your gas going, then they do yeah. your windshield, they check always, your oil. They the always have line. a wad of right. cash on them. Mm-hmm. They always have that big ball of cash on them. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. So, what's, uh, what's going on with Saturday work? Yeah, I guess we. I wanted to throw that out and just talk about that, too, because the plants did stop taking uh, trucks on Saturday, the, the gravel side, and that, that would be the, you know, the Brannon uh, ready mix plants. But that does not mean that we're out of work or anything like that. Um, in fact, it's kind of a little bit funny because you, because it's the cement shortage. There's not enough cement, obviously, to go around. So that's the shortage. Whether it be getting it railed into here to town, whether it's labor, whether it's production, whether it's breakdowns, there's a there's a shortage of cement. But so they stop Saturdays, but ask for extra material during the week if we can get it. So I don't know how that quite helps the shortage, but that's where we're at. But also we reach right back out to the asphalt side of Brannon and we can pull loads out of fair play the rest of the summer long. There's all sorts of different work. We uh, contacted AI. They're letting us haul down to Castle Rock. You know, there's a lot of different stuff out there. And I just didn't want a misconception of, oh, it's slowing up. You know, probably a lot of guys will be happy about Saturdays. I I don't want to work Saturdays either, but I guess my point to that is, if you can get an extra load during the week, you better get it. No, right. no more sitting around. Knock that load off during the week, and more than likely, we'll have more Saturdays off. But it's not because we're out of work. Right. It sounded like we were super busy this past Saturday. You and you and Super Dave were on, weren't you? Yeah, I was. I I, I didn't I didn't come in, but I. It was supposed to be my Saturday. Oh yeah, it was, was right. Gone. Your Saturday. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Soup. We were pretty busy, huh? Yeah. Um, at one point, Randy kind of said, "Oh shoot." without the O's, (laughs) but uh, I think he overlooked a couple of loads and had to send some guys up to, uh, up to Longmont or wherever they were loading at like 1130. They barely made it. Mm. But uh, he, I mean, we kept most of the trucks busy and uh, all the fair play trucks were doing one round uh, because they were closing at noon. So they couldn't get back for another round. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Just a more of a rumor thing that we're, we're not out of work, and yet we're 
it would be nice to have a little more Saturdays off. You yeah, know? and everybody's faced with the cement shortage. Yeah, everybody. Right? I mean, that's not not and, just Brandon. And that doesn't take. That's the other big thing that nobody thinks about. That do, just because there's a cement shortage, the your your personal projects, redoing your driveway, you know, state projects, county projects, whatever. They don't go. Oh, I'm not going to do that project. We're out of cement. That all stays on the books. Right. Yeah. It just pushes work farther and farther back that we still have to go do. Right. So. Again, Keep in keep in mind the cement. I mean, I just looked it up because I read an article on it. But the cement shortage isn't due to production. Well, isn't due to availability. There's been some hiccups in production with three of the largest manufacturers in not only the United States but the world. But also, too, you guys, they have been hammered by the environmental people mm-hmm. and and to to manufacture cement. The era of sustainable construction has arrived. Every year, about two gigatons of CO2 is released into our environment due to the production and usage of cement. Wow. So they're creating, they're working with algae right now to try and replace 7% of actual raw cement with algae, and it's, it'll become sustainable Instead of having to create cement from digging it up out of the ground and crushing it and heating it and refining it, they'll be able to do that. So uh, not only will they be able to replace 7% of the cement created, but they're also saying that that will uh, eliminate 7% of the carbon going up. And ironically, that magic 7% number, that cement creates 7% of the carbon released in our ozone so they are they are really that's the aside from automobiles that is the leading manufacturer or leading cause uh, that's still not the right word leading producer of carbon yeah so and i think we've mentioned it before on the podcasts but uh like brandon because they're a leading manufacturer they've just attached to i don't know how many of their plants this product called carbon cure and they're actually capturing the carbon and I don't know at what point they capture it. For some reason, I just visualize it going from the cement into the truck where they're capturing some of the, the carbon that's being released. And right. honestly, it's it's above my pay grade. All the I don't understand. Have it? Huh? All their plants have No, it? I don't think all of them do. I definitely know their larger plants do. Gotcha. Yeah. Very I would think carbon would come out when the cement is curing, when the concrete is curing. You well, know, because it's the, actually releasing gases into the air. The, the first part of it in the cement process, Dave, that's what the carbon there is because the heat the they heating, have to, absolutely. The, to create yeah. the yeah, cement. Put it through a kiln and heat it to yeah. 4,000 degrees or it, something. Right. Exactly. Right. And Pulverize I, it, powder it. Yeah, yeah. And, and the carbon, I know there's, they've been talking, there's different places where they've <clears throat> developed carbon fans that blow all the time and they just grab carbon out of the out of the air and and redo it somehow yeah. and i assume that's what's at the plant like dave said it's i mean quite it's the a, technology it's a very expensive item too and they're really trying to advertise that they've taken i've seen i don't know how many mixers now that they've taken and repainted the whole drum and put this beige color on it and white where it says carbon cure right on the drum and it's a brandon truck hmm. so they're they're really trying to push the product wow yeah. you know Pro, right. proactive yeah. They're being proactive. Absolutely. That's what we, we love leading, about branding. Leading edge, right? Sounds yep. like algae is kind of the plant of the future. I mean, what are they? They make yeah, all fuel. kinds of stuff. Plastic. They can make plastic out yeah. of algae. Yeah. yeah. 
Huh. Yeah. Well, yeah. and it's a renewable for fuel. Yeah, absolutely. That's the next big yeah. thing. I think I'm going to start an algae farm. Right. Yeah. Little yeah. little sun and little water. Yeah. That's all you need. We got plenty of sun here right. in Colorado. Right. Huh. Yeah. I was going to say no this. water though. Stop. <laughs> 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 I was going to say this for well, my final. Don't you just use it once, Dave, and the, <laughs> the algae grows in it? Right. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say this for my final thoughts, but because you were talking about Saturday work and rumors, I just wanted to read something to you guys and then kind of address it. By definition, gossip is when a negative is discussed with anyone who can't solve the problem. Ah. Okay, so... Lots of rumors flying around this weekend because, you know, originally we were like, hey, Brandon's not taking any material for the concrete plants. Then somebody saw a Calabrese truck hauling rubble out of, what is it, <laughs> Central or? Yeah. 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 So from there, it's up. JFW's going down. We're going out of business, right? <laughs> it's the furthest thing from what's happening. We are not going out of business. We are thriving. We have obstacles we need to overcome, like a cement shortage and stuff like that. But don't buy into the rumors. If you hear something, you want to know if it's right or wrong, just come to somebody who knows, right? Super Dave, Brother Dave, Jim, I know some things. If I don't, I won't make up the answer. I do know we're not going out of business. So, Yeah, and so. the whole rock trailer thing, Brandon called us right. and asked if it was all right as such or right. they, they needed to take care of the rubble because they had a job that we weren't being able to move the rubble. Right. I mean, so many pieces to it, Jam. Right. I know I know you know the answer, but... Yeah, we didn't have enough trucks to haul rubble out of there. Yeah. 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 They're not going to let our customers suffer. No. Right? No. Nor are they going to let themselves suffer. So. Yeah, but that working relationship for them to call and let us know what's going on, you right. know, and then it ended up that that's not even who they hired was Calabrese. That Calabrese was a leasing. Sub, right. Yeah, sub, sub hauler. Right. So it was, there's, yeah, so yeah. good stuff, you guys. But yeah, yeah. If you want to know something, come, come, come talk to I've, to, I've yeah. heard before uh, somebody in the podcast say, do your research. Yeah. Right? Right? Yeah. right? Do your research. Ask, me, yeah. ask, Get the facts. You know, ask, ask the right people. Yep. Right. Yep. Safety topics of the week. Super Dave, you want to take this? Yeah, we were talking about that a little bit earlier. Um, and uh, there's a lot that goes into being aware of what's around you. Um, what was the cliche we were talking about? I, I can't don't think Don't push of it. a bad position. Yeah, don't, do not push a bad position. Just stop. Uh, just stop. Um, Six foot rule. Right. When, when you feel that you're not in a right spot to maneuver the trailer or truck to where you need it just stop at that point get out and look right goal yeah that's uh, something that's age old um if and you can't see it on the ground you're too close yep yep um so all of those things will will fall into place so you don't bend your bumper so you don't bend a fender on the trailer so you don't hit a post or hit a car or hit a person um it's always best to err on the side of caution which is another cliche, which really hits home, um, because you you can't get it back after you've bent something. And we've good old Mike Bortz came up with this: um, pulling up and resetting or pulling forward is free. Hitting something is very expensive. Yep. Yeah, pulling up should be free, yep. but you need to stay this far away or six feet away <laughs> from everything. And if you're not sure, get out and look. 
Don't yeah. push that bad position. That yeah. that's great. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna tease you, Super Dave, and and Jimmy was sitting here, you know, getting ready for the podcast, and and uh, we ask, you know, what, do we have a safety topic for the week? And you know, we we talked about the space and the six right. feet and head on the swivel and all that kind of stuff. And and when you first asked that, I was like, or Jam, you first asked it, whatever. I was like, everything, right? Everything's <laughs> a safety. What what can we spit out? You know, yeah. just. You know, you're, you're following distances. A lot of the stuff you guys did, we, we can't talk about it enough, and yet it's a broken record. Yep. Speed, space. Yeah. You know, pull. Fatigue, distracted driving. Yeah. yeah. Pull, pulling on the scale. Don't be on the CB. You know, all, all that kind of stuff. You know, <laughs> I thought about pull that on when in I was. First gear or low gear. Driving in this morning, and you guys were sitting in your pickup, and I was on the CB talking to Stingray. And I'm thinking, you know, I got to park next to that fence right now. I better put this CB down because I'm like inches away from that fence when I back my pickup truck in in the morning. Have a good day, driver. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what I was thinking, Dave. (laughs) See you later, Stingray. Have a good day. Yeah, yeah I think probably, you probably got a little PTSD from your recent park job downtown. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. There's another cliche: haste makes waste. Everybody, slow down and pay attention, and don't be in a hurry. Yeah, yeah, all the stuff. You got one, Jimmy, that you you think about a lot, like get out and look, or you do you do one in your head that you. I don't know. I mean, it's pretty like common sense. Like when I'm backing up into a bin or something like that, I always want to make sure. I'm going slow, especially like Coors. They've changed the pattern so many times. Yeah. And I've noticed that when I'm going in reverse, it's it's quite a ways that you have to reverse in there. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, I got this. And I'm going at a certain speed. And I'm like, wait, well, I got to slow down because now I got to pull up like three times to get the straight straight and get it back into there. So the slower you go in there, you know, you, you'll you'll do it right. You go slow. Yeah, you mentioned common sense. Rob White says common sense isn't so common. No. If it if it were, everyone would have it. <laughs> Rob. That's great. Uh, I, hope that, I hope that's how you said it, Rob. Sometimes the truth just like really hurts, you know, right? it just like yeah. hits you. Yeah. 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 So everything, you guys, I mean, if you've listened to the podcast, I know Jimmy, you know, spit out something from one of the old podcasts there and and if you think about it, you know, share it with the guys. Share it when you, when you pull into a plant. Uh, you know, let's let's see if we can think of all the safety things we need to. Uh, one of the things that uh, we we interviewed uh, David Garcia this morning, and it was in his. I meant to bring it up to him. In fact, a good guy. Glad to have him back. All that kind of stuff's made made a lot of life chances. So you know, shout out to you, David. But in in his review that you did with him, Jim. Actually, I think it was Kendrick that wrote it in there, wrote along uh, with him, was uh, he didn't roll down the window when dumping, and he, he wrote that down, and I wanted to ask David about it. How's, how's your dumping skills, you know? Ah. And so there's something, you know, roll down that window. Make sure – I know we have most of the trailers where you got to get out and drop the trailer and the tailgates, but that was part of the something to eliminate, you know, loads against the gate or tipping something over or, or safety or having those dogs work is to jump out of that truck and, and take a look. But yep. still put that window down. You Make might sure hear somebody yelling at you. Yeah, exactly. You might, yeah. you know, let's not hit something, but maybe if you're hitting something, you can hear it or something like that. All those things. So be prepared. Look out the back window. You know, roll down those windows. Listen for the airbags on the truck to drop. We talked about that last week with Rick. You yeah. know, about the programming that we were yep. able to set the radios when you put them in reverse to go down. 
you know, yeah. or off or you know mute the volume if we could figure out a way for those windows to roll down we'd program that too when you put it in reverse right i was uh out in the training center the other day getting ready for an interview and stuff in a um god what freight company was it um xpo logistics was backing in across the street at the fire suppression place and i, I wanted to ask you about this dave i hadn't thought about it but he got backed in and he set his brakes and i swear the minute he set his brakes the engine turned off and i don't know if he just turned it off that fast and he was moving that fast but is that something you could set up to try to save fuel and whatnot i we've never checked into it i mean we did the timers for five minutes you mm -hmm. know obviously but yeah i i don't know i don't I, yeah yeah it was i was just going to bring up was that was is that in the podcast that rick talked about that company no that was in the meeting he came over uh, Rick talked. He went by a uh, uh, another trucking company, a customer, yeah, a customer of his on Sunday to look at stuff for. They were selling a truck, and when he got there, the truck washers were there. Super Dave, they went through and started all the trucks and let them run. Oh man! Why they were pulling them up and washing them to build air. So they were just sitting back there running for thirty minutes, forty-five sure, minutes, sure. whatever each. And if you were the, you know, if you were the tenth truck, <laughs> the thirty minutes was yeah. was how long at this point? Right. He just he just brought it up that he goes, I was going to say something to the to the manager of the yard, and he said, which would have done no good. But he said, I have to say something to the owner. It's just something that. There's how much money in idle time is he spending while the truck wash guys are doing that. And they're not thinking anything about it. They no. don't want to build air. They don't want to sit. They want to pull the truck up and wash it. But, yeah, mm -hmm. they were. And he didn't, I don't, did he mention how many, Dave? There, there was. I felt like eight or ten. Yeah, there was a lot, like, mm -hmm. running. So, yeah, that's, just a, That's messed up. Yeah, a little side note. Yeah, you know? back in the day when I was doing that, I would start them up one at a time and pull them forward. Even when we were doing the big fleets back in Connecticut. Right. Yeah, it's funny what you, you know, just if you're listening, you know, yeah, and you got, right. have to be, you know, not only all the, you're, you're thinking about all the spaces you're driving, but sometimes you just have to tune into everything also. The big picture. You know, personally, whether it's your, your family or, or here or whatever, you just you got to let everything kind of soak in and think yeah, about it. Yeah, you got to look at that. Yep. Soup. Yeah, that uh, actually is a great segue, Jim, to the High Road Holland today. Well, um, thank you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's about understanding the other person's perspective or the other, you know, the big picture, right? Again, so well, that'll uh, lead to my final thoughts. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Um, so today's High Road Holland is super good, and everybody will get something out of this. Um, and I love it when people come up to me, and sometimes certain High Road Hollands strike a chord with that person because they might be going through that in their life or just maybe dealt with it. Um, so this one here should touch everybody and it's pretty good. So understanding the other person's perspective will radically increase your success. To be a true success, we must possess masterful people skills. The key to successful relationships lies solely in our ability to take the perspective of another. Perspective taking and that's what they call it actually too. Per perspective taking brings in the mindfulness of compassion and empathy to our relationships. When these two qualities are present in our interactions, mutual respect, success, and movement forward is guaranteed. So think of others. Whenever you are in the presence of another, it is natural to think about what they may be thinking. 
We observe them instinctively and notice subtleties, um, such as what they're doing, where they're looking, what their body language is indicating, and this helps us determine if we feel comfortable around them, which helps us decide if we want to interact with them and how. We feel comfortable, we think, or now is not a good time to talk to them, or maybe um, they seem unavailable, or we decide another time might be effective. So emotional regulation and empathy. Perspective taking relies not only upon our ability to share emotions with others, but also on our capacity to regulate our own emotions in that situation. To be effective with others, we must be aware of what might trigger us so they can so we can quickly refocus ourselves on what is happening with the other. When it comes to empathy, the point is not to ask ourselves what we would do in any given situation, it's to try and understand what they would do or another person would do. So uh, you wanna correctly read the other people. The emotions are our perspective taking guides. They help us to read people. In this way, our sensitivities are our strengths. These sensitivities to other people alert our gut instincts to their intentions and to sense any possible emotional changes. We naturally track the behaviors of others to try to determine what they are thinking, feeling, doing, or planning. Interpreting their words is very important. Most people speak indirectly, uh, which requires us to infer the actual meaning of what they're trying to say. This creates a lot of room for misinterpretation especially through text or email. We all know that, right? We all know too well what a person says is not always what that person actually means. What we decide to say or not to say requires that we interpret as accurately as possible uh, what that other person is trying to say. Most conflictual situations arise from misinterpretation of what another is trying to communicate. Once communication is clear, trust is gained and success is inevitable. So also you should respect other people's differences. It's important to remain highly attuned to the fact that not all people share our personal views and beliefs of the world. We must remain open-minded and respectful to what other people's believe when relating to them. And get to know people. What you know about where people come from and how they came to be the people they are is critical in determining what to say and do. However, no matter how, we, how well we know anyone, we are human. It is through these mistakes that we learn to find a balance in each individual relationship we have. Each mistake can only improve the success and integrity of our relationships while also benefiting our own mindfulness and personal growth. Uh, we should also analyze each other's personality. It is easy to enjoy relating to all kinds of people, However, the way in which we relate to someone has a lot to do with how we perceive them as people. To some extent, we all become social chameleons. We make slight shifts in our behavior to fit the people and personalities we are around in an effort to best relate to them. This social adaptation does not make us fake as much as it makes us better able to understand others. It allows us to use many of our personality excuse me, it allows us to use many parts of our personality to create positive and effective relationships. This kind of shifting is what makes us successful with other people. The practice of perspective taking brings compassion. This does not mean we constantly seek to please others. It simply means we are trying to create the most effective communication 
which will lead us to successful relationships. These steps are the key to success of any kind. And the quote today, success is not the key to happiness. Happiness is the key to success. If you love what you're doing, you you will be successful. Yeah. And that was uh, spoken by Albert Schweitzer. And he was a dude that lived from 1875 to 1965, and he won the Nobel Peace Prize in 1952. He was a German polymath, and I was like, what the hell is that? A polymath is a person of wide-ranging knowledge or learning. For example, he was a theologian, a physician, a musician, a humanitarian, a writer, and a philosopher. Wow. So that was pretty cool. He just sounds brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No doubt. So, uh, yeah, practice perspective taking. No doubt. Nice job, Sue. Final thoughts, everybody? Jimmy V, you got anything you want to leave JFW with? Uh, Final thoughts. Um, I just want to tell my uh, JFW family, you know, be patient out there, all you drivers. I know at the end of the day, you know, you want to get home. And sometimes we don't want to go for that last load, but, you know, at the end of the week on that paycheck, it looks nice. So be patient, you know, do things right. Uh, together, we are JFW. Together, we're this one mean machine, you know. We do it together. We do it good. I like that. That is good. Yeah. Thanks, Jay. One mean Thanks, machine. Yeah. 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 Soup? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to step back to our safety topic, and uh, I'm going to quote Top Gun. Don't push a bad position. That was from the first one. I just saw the second one last weekend, and it was really, really good. So I'm on the Top Gun bandwagon. Nice. Do Who, not push a bad position. Who's in that again? Oh, some dude that looks Tom, about Tom 20, Hanks. but he's actually Tom 60. <laughs> my son would do that to my wife. And she'd be like, oh, you should see that. I love Tom Hanks movies. <laughs> Everybody will think it's Tom Hanks now. I thought his name was Wilson. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Super Dave. You're, you're, yeah. you're, you're spot on. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was a great high road hauling too, Dave. Because, I, I mean, it rolls right in with my final thoughts. Like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I was in Oregon. My wife and uh, two of her friends did a half Ironman up there just outside of Portland in, uh, uh, oh gosh, I can't even think of the town, Salem there. And uh, it's pretty crazy. I mean, I, I watched thousands of people this weekend do the half Ironman. It's a 1.2-mile swim, a 56-mile bike ride, and then a 13.1-mile run. Right. Wow. She she did a full Ironman, yep. which is a 2.4 mile swim, a 112 mile bike ride, and a 26.2 mile run, which is a marathon. Uh, I don't know, five six years ago up in Boulder, but this one was just a half. And I guess you talk about perspective, Dave. And I was sitting there thinking, what what makes those people want to do that? You know. And I mean, I watched the, we we drove the bike course just to see what it was about because they suggested it. It was, I, I don't think there was a straightaway longer than 100 yards. It was a miserable bike course, windy, narrow roads, no shoulders, tough to pass. And uh, the swim, everybody functioned on really well. As a matter of fact, everyone bragged about the swim because it was it was in a river. And everyone got their best time. Everyone PR'd <laughs> on the swim, right? And as a matter of fact, some people were like, this sucks. We'll never beat this time again in a reservoir. You know, <laughs> Were they it, swimming with the current? Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 So anyway, 
the the you talk about perspective, Dave. These people loved what they did, and I watched. I bet there were at least six people that showed up that crashed on their bikes. This woman, one woman, when she came in to to transition area, because that's where I was hanging out, you know, to cheer cheer the the ladies on that were there that I was there with. This woman took her bike helmet off, and she had like seven wads of paper towel on her forehead where she had crashed. She had a big gauze pad around her forearm that was all bloodied. Both her knees were skinned up. And she threw that bike in the bike rack and she took off her bike shoes and put on her running shoes and put on her running you know, belt because they all have a belt because it's 85 degrees out. And now they have to go run 13 miles. And she was thrilled. She was happy as could be to go do that because she had trained for it. That was the goal. And they were just, they were out of their comfort zone. And I guess that's perspective, you know, and you're, it lines right up with your quote and stuff, Dave. And I guess it's just jump out of your comfort zone, people. You, you're not challenged unless you do something that's out of your comfort zone. If you do the same old thing every day, you don't grow. You know, it's not easy. Even if you fail at the new thing, you got to jump out there and do it. So I, I guess I was impressed with everyone that I didn't see anyone come back and go, I don't know why I'm doing this. This sucked. Everyone was thrilled <laughs> to do it. So it was it was pretty impressive. I that learned a lot cool. up there. Yeah. Those people are sick. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Every one of them sick in the head. Yep. And, you know, every body type, too, Jam. Right. I was like, but damn. They're happy. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I looked yeah. at some of those body types like. I could do this. <laughs> and I looked in the mirror and I'm like, damn, I could do this and look better than some of them. <laughs> but you know what, Dave? If you put your mind to it, you could do it. Yeah. So oh, could yeah. I and so could yeah. you, know, yeah, you Jam. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we know how Jam loves to run. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not running anywhere. <laughs> so Jam has a concealed carry permit. He doesn't need to run. He's passionate about that, he isn't just he? just points. <laughs> I'm not running anywhere. Yeah, I, I always. Mean, I might run after a food truck. <laughs> I always joke, we'll see somebody running alongside the road, and I'm like, I don't see anybody chasing them. Why are they running? Yeah, it's, oh, man. My ankle just hurt thinking about it. Uh, Jim, you got some final thoughts? Oh, Jim, it could be final thoughts or confession time. Oh, so oh boy. We'll, this is juicy. We'll go from there. So um, hopefully I won't take too long here, but a couple things. I've had a really weird week already. Um, so I, I have worked here, I believe it'll be 40 years in August. Coming up. Okay. Yep. Coming up in 40 years. I have never rear-ended anybody. I've had, I've had a couple accidents. I've had, I slid into somebody in the snow, like way back in like 1982. I've been a couple bumpers. I don't think I've ever backed into a bend. Nothing. I've never hit anything with the trailer probably don't have quite a few miles as, as what the rest of you guys do because I've been in the office here but we talk about space we talk about keeping our head on the swivel we talk about all these things I sit through these meetings we talk about the cameras and everything else and and I screwed up and I I rear-ended somebody Monday night oh wow uh, in my pickup which is not my personal pickup you guys which is a company vehicle mm. you know it's here at JFW under JFW insurance and I-25 northbound, I don't know, it was like 3 o'clock and all the traffic. And I, you know, we, when we talked, when we interview people, somebody, you know, we always ask what happened. And honestly, I, it's not that I can't tell you what happened, but I took my, I, I wasn't texting. You know, luckily I wasn't looking at emails for the day. Mm -hmm. I wasn't doing with stuff that, you know, we shouldn't be doing. 
I just was not paying attention. And it was a, it was a low speed hit. The, you know, pulled over and asked the guy if he was all right. And he's like, ah, that's good, buddy. He said, uh, give me your contact name. I got to go. And it was that kind of mm. rear end thing. But it's still, it's, it's, it's part of my character and, and what I pride myself on. And I don't have to say anything about it. Nobody knows about it. I just can fix my car and, and go on. But it's something, I guess, Jimmy, you mentioned it earlier that, um, you know, you tell people about your experience and nobody's perfect. You said it this morning, Jam. Yep. And the thing is about taking your eyesight, your concentration, and, and you guys are in those big trucks. And my pickup stops just fine, you guys. Mm. And, and you know, it's a small vehicle and all it's that. It's had disc brakes for years. Yeah, it has had disc brakes for years, you're right. And, you know, I, I don't want to make fun of it, but... Dave, I told Dave about it. He's the only person I told about it besides, well, I did tell my wife, but she said, you did what? (laughs) But that was a different reaction. But I told Dave about it and it took him a full day um, uh, yesterday going home. He's like, do you see all right? (laughs) I was like, what do you mean? Do I see all right? And he's like, brother Dave, the kind with words, brother. (laughs) He's like, well, do you have contacts? And I'm like, yeah. Are you wearing them? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, well, riding home with you, I think your depth perception's off. I've been, I've been wanting to step on the brakes on the passenger side a lot sooner. He said, I think you need to pay attention more. And I'm like, wow, you're, you're making me feel wonderful, dude. And so anyway, I, I guess that part of that confession is, you guys, it happens to the best of us. Yeah. I screwed up. There's no way you can't pay attention enough. So please, everybody, pay attention. And then my, my second weird thing, so that's Monday night. Um, and then Tuesday morning, I leave the house at, I don't know, 420, 425 when I'm picking up Dave. Live up off of Highway 7 in Quebec. Everybody should know Highway 7 in Colorado. That's where the railroad bridge is, where you either go up the hill or you're coming down the hill. I pull out of my neighborhood at the top of Highway 7 there in Quebec, and no no lights. Usually there's hardly any traffic on Highway 7. No car lights. No car lights. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Headlights on the road. Headlights, nothing. (laughs) And uh, I'm just about down to Colorado there, the first light going west, and a set of headlights come out of nowhere behind me. And I'm like, wow. You know, after my accident, I'm thinking, Jesus, did I miss that car? You know, being really tough on myself and... Just before Colorado, his blinker comes on. Why he used a blinker, I don't know. And he goes around me. And, I, and I'm running 60. Light changes at Colorado. I'm like, holy shit. He turns off all his lights, you guys, and runs through the red light. Wow. By the time I'm far enough back, by the time I get to the light, it turns green. And I'm like... I'm like, Jesus, I, I got to do something about this. And, you know, illegal, but nobody around. I, I stand on it, you guys, and I try to catch the guy. Um, and, and I turn off to go to Dave's house a little different direction. But if anybody's familiar with the way, as I go and make the curve headed towards Home Depot, I make the curve. That's as fast as I can. There is no vehicle. He's gone. That's how fa- fast he's going. Mm-hmm. So I turn to try to make the story shorter here. I turn to go back to pick up Dave, and I go to Costco and then down Washington to the apartments, 
and I see a set of taillights inside the apartments that's driving around. And I'm like, is this this guy? And I just, it's bugging me so much. So I go in there, the guy's driving around the parking lot, he, he backs into a parking plot place, and I go, oh, that's the white car. You know, it's a nice car, the whole bit. I pull up across in front of him, I roll down the window, he rolls down the window, and I'm like, you know, I said, that's the biggest, scariest asshole move I have ever seen, buddy. You ter purposely turned off your lights and ran through that red light. I said, living up here, I said, do you know how many accidents I see at that intersection and people wow. being killed? You know, if you, if you drive through there, everybody's seen the marks on the side of the bridge where people's crashed. Yeah, you don't have accidents there. You have fatalities. You have fatalities. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And the guy looks at me, and, and, and you guys, this is what we talk about every day. He looks at me, and he says, I know that. I'm sorry. I just lost my, uh, my mm -hmm. fiance, and I could give a F less about my life right wow. now. Wow. Wow. And so at that point, I'm like, okay, what do I say, you know? And I said, you know, I'm sorry and I, and I feel for you, but I'm worried about the other person you would take, the other person's life you would take at this point. And I said, I, I wish you the best. I wish I could help you, but you have to think of somebody else and not yourself. And again, he goes, you're right. But he said, I, I could care less about my life. Mm. And I said, I, I hope you can get some help. I hope that that changes. But I said, you can't risk everybody else's life. And I, and I, and I drove off, you guys. Man. And, I, and I'm, <clears throat> it's just ate at me. Did I, did I say the right thing? Did I, did I, could I have done something more? You know, where's that guy? The, the whole, I didn't walk in his shoes. We haven't walked in his shoes. We told the story about the, you know, the guy on the subway. Right. All that kind of stuff, you guys. And and life is in your face every day. Dave, you, you just brought it up about the, the people running that, that race, you know, and they're thrilled to do it. Yeah. You know, but it pushes them to an extreme. Dave, your, your comments on your high road hauling, you know, Jimmy, we're a big machine, but we have to be a big machine together and accomplish this stuff. And so you guys, um, I don't know, that's, that's, that's my story in the last two days. I hope somebody right. can learn from it and and think about stuff the next time and if you're in a bad place come talk to somebody we yeah. may not be the the people but maybe we can point you in that way maybe you can just go get help maybe you can talk to a friend i, I don't maybe know maybe we I, are the people maybe yeah. we are the people yeah i mean I'll, I'll try to be maybe me just stopping and talking to the guy helped right. I, I don't know if i i said the right things but i'll say we're not the wrong people we could help we could help. Yeah, we yeah. can help some way, right, right. Jam? Yep. I mean, yeah. So, yeah, everybody have a. <laughs> that's, that's my confession. All right, we're going to need pictures of the pickup truck. <laughs> <laughs> of the other guys or mine, Jam? Uh, it just, yeah, it just ain't much. In Jam reports for both of us, Jim. <laughs> right? right I've, I've heard that before. Yeah. You yeah, guys want to hit the creed and get out of here? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. <laughs> Together we face, face and overcome, overcome all that stands, stands before us. us. Together, Together we're active and free. free.
together. Damn. Man, that's some brotherly. That's like, yeah, except, boy, except he Monday. is full of that brotherly <laughs> love. Isn't that's, he? that's the little brother, too, man. Yeah. Jab, 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 jab. That's just because it's usually right. me. I'm usually on the wrong side of that. <laughs> Well, the next one is more positive. Try yes. to make fun of that. So together we joyfully create, create honest, honest value for those we serve. serve. Yep. Right? Together we celebrate our differences and are accountable for our words <laughs> and actions. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Celebrate our differences and respect, respect those who, who we work. And together, together we are accountable for our words and our actions. Together, together we are JFW family. You know, Brother Dave, the easiest way to get asked to leave JFW is to be disrespectful. <laughs> so who drove today? You? I'm still driving. You're but still driving? Dave's lay up on the jokes because you're going to have to walk home. You can't see it, Jimmy, but this is the way he's riding in the car. He's got his hands on the dash now the whole time. Yeah, but now he has to not make so much fun of you because then he's going to walk home. Right? right. It's, it's kind of right. funny because we usually discuss a lot of things on the way in or on the way home. Jimmy, and not anymore. It's our, it's our only kind of like segregated private time, right? And uh, this morning, I don't know, I think I talked until we got to like 84th, and I looked at him, I'm like, you're kind of quiet this morning, are they okay? <laughs> Didn't want to tell him, Jimmy, I'm concentrating on the road. Yeah. Should have told him you forgot your contacts. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, everybody, thanks for listening, and uh, thanks, Jimmy, for being here. Thank you, Thank guys, you guys, for guys. inviting me. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks for coming, Jimmy. Jimmy. We'll talk to you guys next week. Have a good week, you guys. See you, everybody. Bye.